Hey everybody, this is Ross the Boss, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. This is Bruce, and that's my partner, Chris. Hey, hey guys. Hey, man. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Cool. So before we even get started, I was looking at some, doing some research over the weekend. You're, you're big, is it baseball that you're big into? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, we have, uh, I, I really love the sport. We have a uh, uh, baseball facility, a sports uh, uh, a training facility in Middle Village, Queens. It's called the Cage, and we've been open for about sixteen years. Wow! So, do you actually get in? Do you actually run it, or do you actually do the uh, the training and stuff as well? I don't do the training. We run it. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> Yankees or Mets? I, I couldn't hit a baseball if I tried. <laughs> it's, it's probably the hardest thing in any sport: hitting a round ball with a round bat. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yankees or Mets? Oh uh, yeah, very very good. A hundred percent with you. I'm originally from Long Island, so yeah, I'm a Mets fan for sure. Cool. <laughs> hey, since I'm since I'm a Canadian, what's the difference? Like, do they play in different areas of the city or what? Well, the Mets are in Queens, and the Yankees suck. Queens, and the Yankees, the, the shitty Yankees. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are so passionate about baseball. Yeah. I thought this was a metal podcast. Dude. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I got you sidetracked. I just happened to see that. And <laughs> I thought it was great. Anyway, so new record, Born of Fire, I guess out in what, about two weeks or three weeks? It was actually dropped on Friday. Oh, March 6th. I'm way behind. You're right. So it was this week. So uh, now that it's... I've only, I've only, I can't find it on any streaming service. I, I was just on YouTube Music, and I only have the two songs, which are Maiden of Shadows and Denied by the Cross. It's out on Spotify. I can tell you that. I know that. It's out on Spotify? Okay, I'll go to Spotify. Yeah. I have a, a thing there. Amazon. Amazon. Spotify. You name One thing I found interesting is the diversity of the two songs that I heard. Like, Maiden of Shadows almost has, like, this element of folk metal to it. And Denied by the Cross is... Hell no. But <laughs> 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 Denied by the Cross is just straight-up, in-your-face metal. And, like, sound quality is great, the mix is great, the songs are great. How, how did this come about for you? Like, I know that you just played 70,000 tons of metal as well, correct? Oh, how'd the album come about? I mean, I mean... <laughs> How did it come about? Yeah, because I was, I was like, you have to forgive me, I'm kind of new to metal. So uh-huh. I'm learning kind of as I go. And when I was reading your bio on um, on Facebook, the very last thing in it is from 2015, from Death Year. So uh, I probably haven't, I haven't updated the Facebook bio. Um, the thing is, is uh, we put out, uh, Ross Boston put out another record like not even two years ago right called by Bloodsword and commercially it, it was very it was pretty successful and um so but we wanted a tour now we wanted a tour next month in Europe hopefully yeah I know um, you know so the record company says <clears throat> you gotta make another record so I said another record another <laughs> one they go okay yeah, that's the day. That's, the, that's what's going on in you know in touring bands. We have to constantly have new product out there. Um, yeah. So we 
I, you know, I said, listen, I, I just don't have the songs right now because you just did another record two years ago. Not yeah. even. And so I said, I, I told the band, guys, I'm going to need your help, you know. And uh, so I had about four, five tunes. Mark had four, five tunes. Mike had a bunch of stuff. And I, bought, uh, I got a tune, the Made in the Shadows song I got from uh, my guitar player from Death Dealer. Because everyone we interview has like 
some bands don't don't ever see each other in a room and they just record their parts at home or whatever and then they they basically have to learn the songs when they get together to go on tour and some bands are like stuck in a rehearsal room and that's the way they do it and then there's yeah. everything in between so I'm always I'm always very interested to see especially because you've been in the industry for quite a long time and very successful for a long time you know how how technology has changed the way you approach the recording process. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, well, the whole thing was done, you know, because we didn't have a lot of time. You know, we definitely had, we had, we had chemistry, and, you know, instead of mucking about, instead of, you know, just micromanaging every fucking second, like most bands do, I think we just let the process, we trusted in the process to do the demo, you know, with the demos. And we were satisfied with what we were hearing, and then we just went in and just played over it, basically. Right. <laughs> so I have I have a couple as we're going along here. So did you ever imagine, however many years now, 40 years into this, you'd still be doing this? Nah, I don't know. I, I, I just never thought that down the road that long, you know. When, when I started, it was like, you know, 1974. First record was 1975. So I I didn't really think that in 2020 I'd be playing music as I'm doing it now. Right. But uh, every record that I kept doing, it was just, this is, you know, just, you know, I'm still recording, I'm still in it, I'm still doing my thing. You know, people are still, you know, liking it. People are still doing, you know, people are reacting, you know, it's not boring. Right. You know, it's, it's exciting to go on hearing it. I'm excited about it, you know. As long as people are excited about it, that's, that's all that matters. One thing I find interesting, and maybe you do as well, that the fans that are coming to your show now are generational, right? So you're getting um, kids of original fans. Like, I know I'm bringing my son to see your show, you know, shows. That's got to be kind of cool too, right? Because you're getting multi-generations in your audience. Yeah, multi-generations, for sure. For sure. That's pretty wild. Especially, you know, like metal is like coming to see, you know, uh, the kids are in their denims and leathers and the patches. I mean, with bands that their parents were listening to in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, it just shows, you, shows me the power of the music is still great. Uh, I don't think I don't think nothing has replaced it better. No. I don't think anything ever can. It's definitely a community and a and a lifestyle and a and a whole thing, for sure. Yeah, and like I, I know there are punks out there that love the dictators, and just they come up to me and like, you know, wow, you started that band, or something up, and it's like it's, it's very powerful, you know. And, and so the, the original dictators are, are recording again, so that's right. It's, 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 a, it's a great process. to my next one then so I saw you on 70,000 Tons of Metal this year what was that experience like and especially being like cooped up with all those fans and maybe cooped up is not the word but you know access access by all the fans I'm glad we did it then 
That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'd all be cooped up still. Yeah, we would still be on that boat. <laughs> you know, that, you know the boat, boat ships are great. Um, I, you know, so many great bands on it. A lot of entertainment, a lot of partying. Um, you know, I don't, I don't drink anymore. So I mean, not that I was, I never was bad about. It. I just don't party like that. Right. And so I don't smoke. I don't drink. So. It's, it's, it's kind of boring, you know. It's like everyone's on on the plane, <laughs> right? You know, but well, I'm there. To, I'm an entertainer. I'm there to play. You know, I'm hired to play there, and and so it was. Just, it was tremendous, and the people, the fans, talking to them from all over the world. Yeah, it's great. It's great to be together. And that's the great thing about metal. It doesn't matter where you come from. It just doesn't matter. Right. We're all like we're all like a tribe, you know, and it's uh, it's a very it's very nice to be. It's very nice to be with them. I 100% agree. Great. You know, it's all one big, it doesn't matter where you're from. You're from Korea, you're from anywhere else in the world. You can kind of bond over a riff and, you know, share a beer or a soda or whatever together. And it's like you knew each other your whole life. It's weird. Well, I mean, it was, it was actually the metal community that got me into metal. I wasn't a metalhead at all, but I went on the first 70,000 tons of metal. I looked like a freaking golf pro. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter what you look like either. Mm-mm. Everyone was buying these beers. That's where I met Bruce. And like, suddenly I just felt part of something bigger than myself, you know? And, and my journey since then has just been amazing finding out about new bands, you know? It's well, there's a lot, there's lots, there's, there's a lot of uh, music to listen to and we'll have a lot of things to find out about. Yeah. So... It's never ending. Once I started, it's like... Like I said, I'm just finding out about Ross the Boss now, and I'm like, how did I not? How did I not know about this? You know? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> well, we're glad you're finding out about it. Hell yeah. Yeah, me too. So, me too. so I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way at all. It's just that, like, I was what in 2011 I would have been like 35 or something when I started getting into metal, and like before that I was like. You know, a grunge guy, some Madonna, kind of stuff. Backstreet Boys, Madonna. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to ask you is, I know you've probably got a lot of festivals planned, but how uh, is it all just wait and see at this point? What's that? I, I, yeah. I said you probably got a lot of festivals already for Europe, but is it all just wait and see at this point now? We got, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff for the summer, yeah. Uh, we have we have the European tour in April in a couple of weeks, and we're all like very very wondering what's going on uh, at this point because there's been a lot of extensions and cancellations. Right. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, there's just nothing you can do about all this stuff, and uh, we'll see. I imagine that affects the bottom line a lot too, because a lot of these bands. Uh, you, I don't know if. It, really relates to yourself, but a lot of these bands are reliant on those tours to support them through the year, and that's going to that's gonna take a hit on a lot of people, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's okay. It's very, it's very alarming right now. We don't know that. You see that no one knows. The markets don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird time now. But, uh, you know, what can you do? All I know is my record is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. We agree. Yeah, no, when I saw they can when I saw that they canceled uh, stuff, I thought, I was like, oh man. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. 
it's gonna hit a lot of people hard, you know. But sure. What sure? Like, like, like you say, what can you do about it? There's yep. nothing. We, there was nothing we can do about this. And, uh, you could put on the new Ross the Boss record and just kick back and wait. Yeah. Bang it home. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that's all I've got. I don't know if you got anything else. I don't, man. I really appreciate you taking the time with us today. And it, it's been a real pleasure discovering your music and talking with you. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been fun to talk uh, on my end here. Uh, Thank you for the support, and you know, I say this to everybody: um, just check the record out. If you like the two songs you hear, uh, get the record. You know, because that's what really helps. You know, the physical sales. Hell yeah! Uh, the streaming, whatever that is, you know, that that all helps. Um, you know, continue the music because you can't do it for free. That's right. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.